1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. We've got not a ton of calls, so we'll see how this goes. It could be a short episode or there's going to be a flood of calls and we'll continue this. But I I do want to make sure that we get all the way caught up. So I'm not worried about having a short episode. I'm a little bit worried about me being long-winded and not even getting through the calls that we have. That would be sort of the larger concern. So... With that said, let's uh, let's kick this thing off, and uh, we'll start off with the one, the only, Mister Potato Head.
2: Hey, this is for Wayne. Hey.
1: Um, just uh, listening to packing it off the after dark after dark, and uh, God bless, good luck, man. Thank you, thank you for that. Appreciate it, uh, Garrett. Hey, Ryan, this is Garrett
3: wanted to uh, share some thoughts regarding uh, how the season's going. Uh, But first, just wanna say uh, something to uh, Wayne. Hey, my family's praying for you. I know a lot of the Packard is praying for you, for your wife. Uh, Man, we got your back. Um, Back to my take. Um, Things that I didn't think I would be saying the first week of November, back in August. I can't believe we have the same record as the Chicago Bears. My wife said last week, I want to slap Matt LaFleur with a tortilla. True story. Samari Turi has more passing, receiving touchdowns than Christian Watson. Um, My dad said last week, Rodgers look.
1: I almost cut you off and said that's not fair because he's been hurt, but Samori Ture has played probably, I would guess, significantly less snaps, so
3: I'll allow it. looks like he gets his hair cut at four clips.
4: (laughs) Hey, All things I
3: didn't think would be said the second week, on the first week of November, back in August, I had a lot of high hopes. I think uh, right now I'm taking your advice that you shared a couple years ago. Just enjoy the moment enjoy each game, don't take it for granted, Uh, savor the highs, the moments that uh, make you think, man, I'm I'm proud to be a Packer fan, and that's all we can do is just day by day. Uh, Tomorrow's not promised, so cherish what we do have, Packer fans. Um, There's going to be highs and lows, valleys and mountaintops, and right now we're just learning to uh, climb that mountain again, so Character building time, so let's keep our keep our chins up and uh, go pack go.
1: First of all, what do you mean by chins? All right? Let's calm down with the slander. Second of all, speaking of slander, what the heck is wrong with sport clips that am, am I what am I the only one or what? What do you go to the hair salon? Um, third. Yeah, things are rough. Um, again, we feel like I, I, I say the same thing over and over again because it just is what it is. Um, things are not great. Things suck. We'll see what happens after this Lions game. Uh, but yeah, we we have to find we got to find something to cling to. It's kind of my thing. I think yesterday, find something to be excited about. If it's the Lions, if it's this week. This month, this year, next year, next two years, whatever. I don't care. Maybe there's a college quarterback that gets you excited that isn't even gonna come out for a couple years. Hey, it's something, you know, Quinn Ewers or however you say that guy's name. Maybe, maybe that's a thing. But whatever it is, find that thing and uh, find a way to get excited about it. It's the best I can best I can do for you, because otherwise, it's just us being miserable all the time. And at that point. You know, why not do something else? I'm not advocating for bandwagoning and just bailing on the team, but you know I mean it's it, there's no point in sticking with the team if we're not actually sticking with the team. You know if we're just here to talk trash and this becomes a long term thing. I don't know, man. There's a lot of hobbies out there.
3: Here's the list of things I thought I would be saying this time in the first week of November All right uh to my wife. Hey, I don't care what you get me for my birthday and Christmas this year, just make sure it's Green Bay
2: Packers.
3: (laughs) Um, Can we have Green Bay Packers decorations up instead of Christmas decorations? Um, Christian Watson is going to the Pro Bowl this year. Um, Three-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers, I guarantee it. Those are things I had thought I would be saying the first week of November.
1: I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, that uh it's not exactly the situation. I don't know. We'll uh we got a game tomorrow. That's all I know. And we'll see how it goes. And and I, I, I genuinely believe there's not a lot of gray area. Either we come away from this game feeling good or we come away from this game feeling bad. And I don't know exactly where that line is, but there's a line. And um We'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens on the other end of it.
5: A couple questions.
1: All right. Um,
5: I don't think Goody should get fired, but hypothetically, if he does, is there any prospects that you would like to see the Packers hire? Um, and then similar question for LaFleur, which...
1: Mm, go to Cunts no. I, I'm not really up on... I mean, I, I could give you a list of a handful of GMs that are pretty good, but... we we obviously can't hire them because they already have jobs. Uh, I don't know who's out there for potential GM hires. I don't think there's anybody on the Green Bay staff necessarily, and I don't know if we'd want anybody. I mean, John Eric Sullivan would probably be the guy, but if we don't like Goody, why would we like John Eric Sullivan? So the only thing I could think is find the teams that are crushing it in the draft and you know find out who their John Eric Sullivan is, hire that guy. But I haven't really looked into it because primarily because I really don't have an issue with Gouda guns.
5: I'd like to see him get one year with Love just to see what he does. Um, I actually think one of Lafleur's biggest weaknesses is, is his hiring of coaches. Yeah. go um, for two at D coordinator, and um, well, I guess I don't know how I feel about Steno as the offensive coordinator. I think he's a good line coach. Not not sure about a coordinator. Um anyways, before you get fired, any prospects that you'd like to see as hired as head coach?
1: Um, third thought? No, for a similar reason. Um haven't looked into it, but I generally feel the same way as far as head coach. And, and that's, that's kind of what we've done with Joe Barry. But I don't necessarily think it's a bad path. You, you find what's working. You find somebody that's really well-versed in that, and then I think secondarily you go from there and say who would make a good head coach. Um, you could come at it from another perspective and kind of hire, like, uh, who is it that just got a job, Deion Sanders or whatever, you know, like the 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 guy that's going to be the great motivator. No idea if they can actually coach, but hey, he's going to get people jacked up. But bottom line is, no, I haven't really begun the process of looking into that because I'm, I guess I'm not, quite to that point yet I, because here's the thing even if even if the team does fall short which we don't know is going to happen and even if we determine that that is primarily Matt LeFleur's fault which we don't know is going to happen I still don't think he gets fired after one year not saying that that he should or shouldn't because if, if we have determined that 100% maybe he should I just don't think that they're going to move that fast.
5: Uh, Lafleur mentioned in one of his conferences that He doesn't spend as much time in the defensive room as maybe some head coaches do because he's the offensive play caller. So he said he does meet the defensive guys, but maybe not as much. I'm curious. Um, Do you think uh, he should try to let Stenel call the plays, or do you think that would be a complete train wreck? Um, Just so he could dedicate some more time to each, uh, each meeting room, each part of the team. I don't know. I guess I'm just uh, searching for anything we can do to
1: improve. Well, like most things, I'd be open to the the prospect of that. Off the top of my head, I would assume that that would, you know, we have enough issues. I'd rather not go backwards on some of the things that actually seem to be okay. I, I don't think that we have a problem with play calling. Um, and so if we had to go backwards on play calling so that Matt LaFleur could sit down in defensive meetings where essentially he's going to sit there and listen to Joe Barry and nod his head and go, yeah, that sounds good. I don't know. Um, I I, I, think it would be a net negative to have Matt LaFleur's influence on the defense more and his influence on the offense less would be my thought.
6: Hey, Ryan. Zach from North Carolina. Hey. Hope you're doing well. Just uh, wrapped up the podcast from, I think, yesterday. You were talking about... The stupid question to Matt Lafleur about the trade deadline, no. and I uh, just wanted to call and give my thoughts about some of the Packers media. I've been holding on to this, this tiny little thing for a while. It kind of seemed like no big deal, but it kind of has been annoying me. Um, there's a podcast that uh, I think the Journal Sentinel does, and I used to not like it because one of the hosts was always really negative. But now there's an even more negative host, and so. Um, I guess I'll just use names. So now Mark Silverstein, I can listen to him because he is actually sort of not the most negative person in the world now, with Ryan Wood on there too. But anyway, last week um, they were talking about Roger's comments on the Pat McAfee show. Um, And honestly, you can feel any way you want to about Matt.
1: Sorry, had a slight interruption. Let's continue.
6: listen to it or even like his style, but... They all they all admitted that they don't watch on Tuesday, which is totally fine. They said that's their one day off, so cool. That makes sense. But then Ryan Wood went on this whole rant about how he, you know, doesn't ever listen to any of it and shouldn't be expected to because it's on his one day off. And it's like, dude, do you not get that the show is on YouTube? And-
1: oh man, I didn't I didn't know any of this. That's that's really bad. Um, you know, I've, I, I've been, I mean, it's fairly obvious that there are, are certain, uh, biases, but I didn't realize it was that bad that we've gotten to the point where we're going to make ridiculous excuses when your entire job is to cover the Packers and the most important and pivotal piece of the entire team gives a very in-depth, talk about certain things. And, and and listen, there are times when I've even said, I didn't hear it this week, but I'll, you know, I'll go back and check it out later if there's anything interesting. Usually people kind of bring it up and be like, hey, he said this, and then I'll go listen to that particular thing. But but at some point I will listen to it. But to be so ridiculous as to say, that's my day off. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I don't do well with this thing where we just kind of dance around the obvious. I don't handle that very well. I I should be able to just say, you know, well, you know, you probably should because... No, BS. We Every single person on planet Earth understands that the reason that you're saying this is because you don't want to listen. And you don't want to listen because you don't like the way that the dialogue goes. Because it's very obvious that Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee... And the rest of the goofballs on his show kind of have a particular leaning. And they're not super flattering toward things that you like. And so you just don't want to hear it. And and part of me gets that, right? I've been tuned out of political stuff for a while because it just is kind of draining. So I get it. But to go to the extent of, well, I don't listen because it's my day off. Come on, man. Come on. I, I just, I don't know. Again, I didn't hear him say that, but it's it's just frustrating because you know that there's anti anti Rogers bias, but you really hope it's minimal within Packers media because they cover the Green Bay Packers. I, I don't know. That's that's annoying.
6: And the quarterback who is a whatever four time MVP for the team you cover is doing an interview every week where he says more than he'll say to you all. And you don't even... So I guess he just gets the comments from other people on Twitter and then uses them for his stories, but doesn't go back because he doesn't know that he can watch the show anytime. So he doesn't go back and get the context or anything. So just gave me... made me laugh and made me have very little faith or hope in part of the coverage that we get as Packers fans from people who are there because... Although they're in the press conferences and ask those dumb questions, like you said, like, you know, are you going to sit the team down?
1: And... and to be honest, that may be part of it too. There has got to be a lot of frustration because there, there is this sort of, and I'm not saying everybody, some people came up the hard way. I, I will give Aaron Nagler some credit and Andy Herman some credit and guys like that that kind of came up the hard way. But there generally tends to be this sort of elitism thing where I am the media, I get press credentials, I ask the questions, I convey the information, I am the arbiter of all truth and information from the Packers to the public. And to some extent, with that level of arrogance, I get where you would go in there and you're trying to, you're trying to do what Pat McAfee's doing. You're trying to be the guy that gives the public this, like, real deep insight and everything, and you're doing the best you can, like, trying to come up with the questions. And you get Rodgers just kind of shrugging you off and, and treating you like you're an idiot. And then he goes on Pat McAfee and he just bares his soul, <laughs> which makes you kind of irrelevant. Now, not entirely, because let's be honest, Pat McAfee's on good terms with Rodgers. So there's probably not going to be a lot of hardballs. But I'm just saying, I can understand. Again, the frustration and and it's just it's just pettiness. I don't listen because it's my day off. Don't say stupid things. If you have a problem, just say it. I think the Pat McAfee thing is stupid. I should be the arbiter of truth. I think Pat McAfee stupid because they say um, conspiratorial anti-science bigoted MAGA blah, blah, blah nonsense that I don't like and I hate it. You know, just just say what you want to say. Can we just be adults? Just say it. I hate dancing around stuff so much. It's my day off, you dork. Seriously, come on. The other thing that annoys me with it generally is there is a... There's also a... It, it, it's hard it's hard to have any discussions. For example, I have been treated not super kindly now that I have come into the camp of, um, you know, Rogers is struggling. Rodgers is not doing what he should be doing. And a lot of that is reaction from people who have been defending Rodgers constantly from people who are being unfair to Rodgers. And so my comments toward Rodgers come across as just another Rodgers hater. It just creates this, this unnecessarily toxic environment. It's just annoying. And, and, and I don't like it because it becomes this guessing game. Like, is that what you really think or is there something behind it? Because, again, nobody is, is, is adult enough to just say what you think. You know, I, I, I have referenced Colin Kaepernick a couple times on this podcast. There's, there's two times I bring him up. Number one is to reference how he obliterated us as a football player. Number two, I did a full long podcast on how I think he's kind of a garbage human being. I don't mince words. And if I think something, I'm going to say something. I'm not going to say I think he's a bad football player simply because I don't like him. Although he was kind of a bad football player down the stretch there it's a whole long thing again it's a, it's a long podcast if you want to hear it people just need to 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 grow up and be able to separate these things for example i don't like aaron Rodgers and the things he stands for however i think he's a, he's doing a great job as a quarterback why is that so hard to do or i support his stances and i don't like how he's being attacked however sorry rogers kind of playing like crap am i alone in this Am I the only one that just, I understand there's something to being kind of polite and professionalism or whatever, but I just feel like things would be a lot easier if we would just lay our cards on the table, and if Ryan Wood would just be a grown-up and say, I don't listen because I hate that show, I hate that Rogers goes on that show, I hate the things he says on that show, and I refuse to listen to it for that reason. My day off, come on. Sorry. I, I just, I'm, I'm weird about stuff like that. I just don't like the fakery
6: or dinner tonight, have a family conversation about how good can sit and sign anybody. They also just don't really care about covering the team aside from what they feel like they can do in the locker room or whatever. So, you know, small thing kind of annoying.
1: Well, and, th- and that was kind of my issue yesterday was you can tell by the way that they keep pushing a certain perspective That they're not trying, you know, we constantly get lectured about journalism and how us little people don't understand journalism. You don't even understand journalism. (laughs) First of all, it ain't that complicated, okay? I can Google it, and it'll give me a paragraph on what it is. Secondly, you don't have to be a genius to realize that trying to pressure somebody into giving you the answer that you want isn't good journalism. It's pretty straightforward to understand that what you should be doing is trying to extract an understanding from somebody. And instead what we're getting is a group of people that are angry that somebody didn't do what they wanted, and so they're trying to get soundbites to support the article that they've basically already completed writing. It's already done. They just need a couple soundbites to fill in their articles. Yeah, I'm not a journalist. I don't have a master's degree in, in something stupid, okay? But I, I don't need that to understand... That that's not how you're supposed to do those things. Seems pretty simple to me. I don't know.
6: I guess I'll go ahead and say my thought on the trade deadline is that I think Muterkis has told us what he's doing. Same principles as always. Not going to spend too much. Not going to sell for the wrong price. Um, always going to try and win games. This year going to try and win as many games as possible. Going forward going to try and win games. Green Bay Packers aren't going to tank, etc., etc. So sticking to the principles don't have a huge issue with it. I see why people do, though. All right. Take care,
1: man. Bye. Yeah, I think you're right. It It is fairly obvious. I mean, it's... Gudekunst did exactly what he's always done. He's going to try to stock the team with as much talent as he can for the right price. In other words, the situation we're in doesn't really factor in a ton. Um, There may have been a slight bit of urgency, but... The urgency is, Chase Claypool really wasn't worth a second-round pick. We reached a little bit and offered a second, and when the Bears came in, and were like, we're offering you a second, too, and the Steelers are like, well, that's, we think their second is, dang it, is stronger. Do you want to up your ante? Kutikens is like, dude, we're reaching as it is. You can either take it or leave it, and they left it, and we're not going to reach any more than that. But that is it, And and what people generally want is desperation. I want you to do stupid stuff, to go out and do things that aren't going to actually make a difference, but at least you like went and got a wide receiver and that we can get excited about it. And then, by the way, and this is why I went on that tirade about stick to your guns, don't worry about the pressure. Guess what happens when Gutekunst does a stupid thing and gives up the equivalent of a first-round draft pick for a guy like Chase Claypool? You know what happens? He comes to Green Bay, we still suck, and Gutekunst gets blamed for not doing enough. That's exactly what's going to happen. You know how I know? Because he's been getting trashed for years for not getting wide receiver help. He drafted three wide receivers and got a free agent wide receiver. And suddenly we don't want to talk about it. Well, you can't expect rookies to do anything. That's stupid. You need to go do stuff at the trade deadline. Like we're just moving the goalposts. The bottom line is if the team's not good, you get raked over the coals. So just do what you know you need to do. And what Gutekunst knows how to do is to find great value for the team, and that's what he's always done, and that's what he'll continue to do. And the fact that the, the quality of the team or, or the... the um, I guess the players on the team are not performing up to where they should be. I mean, that sucks, but what am I supposed to do about it? Am I going to rebuild the team at the trade deadline? Should I trade off like 15 guys and bring in 15 new guys? Like, what are we talking about here? Again, there's this Madden mentality or or uh, fantasy football mentality going on. I'll trade you these seven guys for your six guys, and that's a great trade. Like, come on, man. We all should be at a point where we understand that if this team succeeds, it is because of what happens with the guys that are in the locker room currently. I'm not saying we can't go out and get OBJ to kind of get over the hump a little bit, but... But I am saying, let's first of all try to see if we can actually do something against Detroit. Let's prove that we are one wide receiver away. If you can't do that, then I don't want to hear it. Is that fair? Because they haven't. Can we at least agree that the Packers have not proven they're a wide receiver away? Because if they have, then I better not find you complaining about the safeties and Rashawn Gary giving up at the edge. And Joe Barry and the corners and the linebackers—you better not be complaining about that. And the special teams—I better not find you complaining about special teams because we just need a wide receiver, right? All right.
4: Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. Hey, Nate. Um, I just listened to the Packardetta after dark when you were talking about the Giants' question. <laughs> uh, I didn't answer it for that one, but right. I wanted to call in because happening. my favorite Giant did not get named.
1: Okay, maybe
4: I'm from a very specific. Uh, age group. Okay. I mean I'm just shy of 30. I think I kind of fall within your demographic. Roughly. But, uh, for
2: those kind of around my, my same age group, I think The Iron Giant is the greatest giant of all time. That movie is fantastic even to rewatch now. Don't
1: know um, what that is. Nostalgia, but
4: great movie. Um, it's pretty dope giant. He's got some big ass guns that come out later in the movie, but I don't want to spoil too much in case you want to watch it. But yeah, The
1: Iron maybe.
5: Giant. Um, can't forget about that one. Go we'll back up.
1: Uh, just for the record, I've kind of given up on bleeping stuff unless it's gotten a little crazy. I might lose some listeners as a result, and I apologize. But it is called Packernet After Dark, and I feel like being lazy about it. So here's the deal. I googled the Iron Giant. His He does look familiar. Like, I've seen that face before. I've never seen the cartoon, uh, which is what keeps popping up. 1999 cartoonish thing. But then there's also Vin Diesel and Jennifer Aniston, and Harry Connick Jr., and Christopher McDonald, uh, a.k.a. Shooter McGavin, and John Mahoney. There's a lot of huge names, but I don't see like a non-cartoon version of this. So I'm a little confused how that all comes to be. I'm even clicking images, and it's... uh, Are those just the voices? Maybe that's just the voices for the cartoon. That's a heck... I don't know why some people spend so much money like we we keep watching the Croods. My kids are obsessed with it, so we keep watching it. And I every time I am just astonished that somebody was willing to pay for Nicholas Cage to be the voice of um, uh, Grug is his name. I was thinking Thunk, but that's the wrong guy. Why do you need to pay Nicholas Cage? It's just a voice. That's it. I don't understand it. And there's a bunch of other, uh, who else is in Crude's? Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, Cloris Leachman, Clark Duke? Wait a minute. Is that from The Office? Clark from The Office is thunk? Get out of here. Oh, come on. How did I not know that? Point is, there is so much money invested in, like, big-time Hollywood. Ryan Reynolds. Why? I can't even see the guy. I can't see him. Cloris Leachman. Granted, I think she does a fantastic job, and I would love to see her recording Gran, because every time I hear her, I'm stunned by that. But I'll I'll never understand spending so much money on big-time Hollywood actors like Nicolas Cage and Ryan Reynolds and Emma Stone and Cloris Leachman and, of course, Clark from The Office. That one's a little bit more understandable. He probably doesn't work very much, but um I don't know. I don't I don't get it. But no, I haven't seen it. Uh it sounds pretty dope though. Again, giants generally in my opinion, so I've learned, suck and are not interesting. Um and this guy has lasers, so that sounds pretty dope. We have a couple new callers. So why don't we get to the uh, let's take a break a little early. We'll take a break. We'll do the new callers and then we'll uh we'll rock this situation. All right? Patreon.com forward slash back underscore today if you want to support the podcast. Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry at FertileGroundRanch.org. Check them out. Please consider giving. Take a break. We'll be right back. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Are you there oh. Yes, I'm. I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> I would love more than anything to know why that person called. I I just want to know. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We've been dropping this number around, lying a little bit in terms of what this number <laughs> is, is for. So I would just love to know, like, who did he think he was going to talk to? Drives me nuts. Anyways, we'll leave that alone. Uh new caller, four seconds. This should be riveting. Okay. Thank you so much. Let's continue on with Packer Superfan.
2: Good morning, Ryan. Mike Cabrine, aka Packer Superfan. Going on, man. Hey, Ryan. Uh just wanted to
1: touch base with you this morning. This is, by the way, the most happy and optimistic, pessimistic fan in the world. Nicest guy in the world that just generally assumes that we're always going to lose but i uh respect it and i um
2: i've been meaning to call in the last week and a half and i just just been so darn busy at work i just haven't had a chance but saturday morning here i'm just thinking about the game um you know detroit lions and detroit have always been tough for the packers yep. even when the packers have been good um i know they had that long stretch at lambo where they dominated the, the lions but I think we all know it's always a tough game, regardless of how bad the teams are, how good the teams are. Um, So, But, you know, I'm trying to make this prediction. Um, I think I already put my prediction out on Twitter, so it is what it is. But I just don't, I mean, I just got to wait until they prove to me they can win a game before I can pick them again. Um,
1: Before you get to it, I've been thinking about that. Can we assume that this is different? I know it's like, well, the Lions are always tough against us and we're worse than usual, so we probably lose this game. But the Lions are also somehow, believe it or not, worse than usual. Also, the Packers being worse than usual, do we break that curse? Can we say that this is different? Like, when we're good, we struggle against the Lions, but we're not good. So this is a different thing now. I don't know. I guess we'll find out.
2: So I'm going to go 34-31. Lions, I think it's, I think the, the offense will get started okay. up a little bit better. Um, liked what I saw a little bit there in that second half against, uh, Buffalo. So I think they got an opportunity to maybe, maybe get this thing on track finally. Um, and so let's see. But I think they're going to score some points. The question is, what really scares me about Detroit and all he does in that dome is, you know, I think the Packers probably get out to a lead, you know, and then can they hold it? Um, Detroit always likes to make those furious comebacks in the, in the fourth quarter. So I got uh, I got the Detroit Lions winning the game on a last second field goal. I think it'll be tied 31-31, and, and they'll score a last-minute field goal to win it. Let's hope not. But bigger than that, just real quick, I wanted to touch kind of 30-foot in the two as part of the season goes. Quite honestly, I'm excited about the rest of the season. I mean, I think um, there's just so many questions about this team, um, and whether they make the playoffs or not. Um it'll just be interesting to see how Matt LaFleur handles things moving forward. It's gonna be really interesting to see if if for some reason the, the the season does um turn out poorly if uh if 12 stays around or not. Um and if not, wow. Then then open the floodgates, right? <laughs> That'll be fun to track, especially the draft season come up, which is of course is my favorite time of the year. So anyway, uh take it easy. Hopefully I'm wrong, hopefully Packers pull one out here, but uh don't
6: have a lot of faith again. I'm going to be picking against them until
1: they actually win a game. So, go back, go, Mike. I appreciate that call very much because I really think it provides insight to the positive fans. I think from positive fans' perspective, if you are kind of taking the if you just cut your call in half and just call just 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 take the first part, I think we're going to lose whatever usually the characterization is you are emotionally deranged you know you you are an emotional infant you can't control your emotions you're so hysterical you're a cry baby you're spoiled right we we have to assume mike which i know you're not we have to assume you're probably maybe 25 30 years old you've never been through the hard times you don't understand you've never had a hard moment in your life you big baby what I appreciate about it is after your prediction that we're going to lose is I'm so excited about the future. I think there's just a general misunderstanding. And granted, there are pessimistic fans that are just kind of jerks and are always just angry and mean and miserable to everybody. But but there is just sort of this, and I kind of think I fall a little bit into this camp. I mean, I, I want the Packers to be good and I root for the, and I think you do too, Mike. Um, when we're good, we root for the team to be good. But I think we just have this switch in our brain where if things aren't good, we just switch to a different thing where we're like, all right, that's, that's not a thing. Let's move on. What are we focused on now? What are we going to do over here in terms of like focusing on the future and doing all these things? The other characteristic for people like you and I, Mike, is we, we love the draft, right? We love the building process, the draft, the free agency, all that stuff. So it's, it's just kind of uh, there's a couple different things we like. The Packers dominating the regular season and losing in the playoffs. Well, that's just one of them. Um, but but it sounds like that's not going to be a thing for us this year. So, okay, that's fine. We can get over it. Uh, we assume that there's probably going to be a couple more years that you and I are going to be alive. I'll probably be around at least five more. Who knows? Never know. Um, if I win the lottery, we'll call it three more. Because, <laughs> you know, that's how that goes. Um, no, but it's just... There is the ability to be positive while being quote unquote negative to say, to, to just acknowledge. And it's not to say that it's correct. We could be completely wrong and and the Packers are going to dominate the Lions and go on a win streak. That's entirely possible. But to have the ability to say, I don't believe they're going to be good, but I still find a lot of things exciting moving forward in terms of, of outlook. I think we've got a lot of great pieces. I think we got this, we got that, we got everything. And I'm excited about it. And I think that that's just generally not understood from the quote-unquote positive fans that just can't even fathom ever going down that road. Because if you say that we're going to lose this week, you're not a real fan. You don't appreciate the team. That's not the right... It's just not the right mindset. It's not the right thing to do. And and again, it's it's not... For some people, it is. Some people are emotional infants and just throw temper tantrums. I've dealt with them plenty of times. Those are the people that, even when we're thirteen and three, they do nothing but complain. They have nothing positive to say ever. I just want to be able to make sure that there that that people understand there is a distinction, and there are people. I think myself, Mike, you could maybe say JJ, um, Jacob, that generally just don't see a lot of positives, but still are generally positive. We are positive toward the team, toward mostly the players, even if we're annoyed by some of them. And and of course, the future. So anyways, I just appreciated that because as soon as you said, I'm so excited, it's like, that's, that's awesome. Because I, I just think there are a lot of people that that don't understand that that's a thing. And I get it, right? It, it's sort of like being married when you, you just, you can't understand how the person across from your brain works the way that it does. Doesn't make any sense. And just like there's a ton of fighting on Twitter and everything else. I've I've mentioned several times and I should probably stop saying it because it's not uh, it's not something you should own up to. But we've been watching the uh Married at First Sight show. And that is a lot of the fights. And I remember that when when my wife and I had first gotten married, we're coming up on we got our nine year anniversary coming up. But a lot of it was I don't understand why you would ever do that thing you're doing and then saying, if I ever done anything like that, it would mean this. And now I need to panic. Now I need to overreact. If I ever did that, it would be such a disrespectful thing to do. Therefore, you are being disrespectful. You don't respect me, you don't like me, you don't appreciate me, and I'm not happy. No, that that's not it. They're not wired the same way as you. Not saying, you know, that maybe you shouldn't change that and, and try to, you know, work toward working together a little bit better, but there would be a lot less fighting on social media if we just understand that some people are kind of wired differently, but at the end of the day, we're all Packer fans and we want the team to succeed. I'm just saying.
6: Hey Ryan, Zach from North Carolina again. What's up, man? Sorry for calling two days in a
1: row. No, you, that's fine. this might not
6: make it on before the game, but I just wanted to quickly touch on Christian Watson. I've been thinking about this. Let's uh, do this. I don't think you can use him on jet sweeps, and or at least not giving them maybe the motion but not actual sweeps or okay. uh the end around or the things he's been doing let somebody else take those maybe chris barnes right no who who just got activated i'm blanking on the name but the running back
1: uh- oh yeah 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 now now you got me blanking looking like an idiot and i could even look it up but i think we all understand who you're talking about if not you look it up because i don't want to um
6: You'll help me out there, hopefully. (laughs) No, Um,
1: sorry. But Christian
6: Watson, I think is too tall and too fast. He needs to be on the boundary, and I get that maybe he's not a fully developed wide receiver yet, where that's his best position. But I don't want him to get hurt, man. And he runs—if he's running twenty-five miles an hour and getting hit in the gut or the shoulder or the head because he just can't get as low as these DBs or linebackers—that's not a good thing for him overall. I think even if he's going to be weaker on the boundary we got to put him out there and let him develop. Um, I'm not saying take too many reps away from other guys, but, you know, I agree with what you said on the round table today that guys are going to get hurt, and that's football. But with a rookie who's had that many injuries, I think yeah. you got to at least take a, some some steps to protect him, and that means probably not having him play over the middle of the field, taking those, you know, handoffs where he's in open space just getting clobbered. All right, uh, prediction for the game, Packers, 29, Lions, uh, 17, nice. 29 to 17 Packers.
1: Take care. Bye. Yeah. I hadn't really considered that. Um, I'm not a hundred percent with you just because I think those plays kind of take a little bit off. Um, and, and, and he can get hit just on, on any play where he's running, but ho- horizontally, I think it's going to take a little bit of that, that, that edge off, um, but I mean, yeah. If if that's a concern, I, I as you were talking, the one thing that kind of came to mind is I would be worried about Christian Watson getting worried about it. Um, as of right now, speed is his real, his really his only asset. You hope that that he develops into something more than that. But um, if he starts to slow down a little bit, if he starts to worry about you know that speed kind of creating more of a violent collision. We're we're cutting ourselves off at the knees with Watson, you know. I mean, just fear of of your that that lingering hamstring thing, fear of you know getting hit in the head, fear of whatever. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm not super worried about that in particular, but I also don't really care if we cut it out a ton. I think it is effective, and I do like that we utilize it, but I also think it's a crutch. I think he's capable of much more, and I think that Matt Lafleur is using that as a lame excuse to say. You know, we got to find ways to get him touches. And, hey, look, I found ways to get him touches. BS, dude. Find better ways. And we did this past week, but he got hurt right away. But that's what we need to be doing. I mean, I, I again, I go ahead and use him. That's great. Put him in motion. Scare the defense. And right when it seems like they don't care about Watson in motion anymore, give him the ball and let him steal 10. But I don't want that to be a crutch. I don't want that to be the thing that we do just so we can say, you know, well, oh, I got to get ball the ball in his hand, so let's go ahead and call that sweep. No, dude. I don't want to say he's too good for that because, I, you know, good is too all-encompassing. I will say he's too talented for that. So I'm not 100% with you, but in a, in a weird way, I'm kind of 100% with you. I almost want to remove that from the playbook just so that they're not allowed to use that anymore as a crutch.
7: Hey, what's going on? This old Omar I'm uh, Just calling. Um, just to be a quick, real quick call. Um, I was listening to the podcast and y'all was talking about maybe trading uh, Rodgers. They were trading Rodgers. Uh, so what my plan would be is the only team I could think of is the 49ers. And they don't have a first-round pick next year, okay. but they have one in 2004. So my plan would be you get their first-round pick in 2004, which is basically like
1: a second-round pick. 2024, 20, I'm assuming you mean. So,
7: And you can get the highest pick they got this year is a third-round
1: So you would get a third round and a first round 2004. I don't know where you're going with this, but I already really like it. And I want to see where you're going with it first. Well, that's a compensatory pick, but
7: um, therefore it's it's basically like a second and a third because the way Rodgers has been playing, you're not really going to get too high. But that's a team that will go all in on like a one-year deal. He always liked the 49ers, you know, as as a child and – they have weapons galore you know he don't really like you said he kind of wants everybody to go all out and he don't have to do much that's literally the 49ers they 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 got running backs they got wide receivers tight end like literally That was like and a good defense so he wouldn't have to do crap so we off that first round pick we would get basically would be like probably the last pick cuz they probably win a super bowl and then he can walk away and most importantly, you probably could convince Rodgers to at least come back one more year and let that trade happen. So that's that's ultimately the good thing is because you have to he have to go somewhere where he would want to play. And if they can sit Trey Lance for another year. He's way better than Garoppolo. So basically, you just do that, and that's the only team I can think of. All other teams are more than a quarterback away. So, what? all right, go pack, go, y'all take it easy.
1: So the only reason I was thinking that that kind of sounded brilliant. Um, I'm not, I'm not, po- so, so just to be clear, we're we're playing around with the idea that maybe we trade Rodgers after the season is done, right? Good chance he retires. Also good chance that the Packers decide if he doesn't retire, that we'll just kind of ride it out and see how it goes. Just hypothetical. Don't have to get angry about it. If we did trade him, I don't think we need to rush headfirst into let's go get a quarterback i know cj stroud is seen as like the number one elite can't miss prospect and bryce young is the number three like in, in the top three you got two quarterbacks i personally don't like him in that case if the packers did agree this is great we get a whatever this year but then next year rolls around we have two first round picks and and to be honest if we have jordan love taking over for the year and the season completely goes like garbage. We have two probably fairly high picks because I don't see the 49ers getting a ton better. Now we're looking at a guy like maybe Quinn Ewers. I know he hasn't been um, the greatest quarterback in the history of the universe lately, but there's a ton of hype about his potential. Or USC's Caleb Williams. Spent one year at Oklahoma, had a 91.3 overall grade, 90.3 passing grade, then goes to USC and dominates there as well. It's pretty unusual to to leave one school, go to the next school, and just dominate no matter where you go. So that'll give you the opportunity to not panic, take your time, and then get that guy. I, I didn't really look at 2024 prospects. I told you I looked at 2023 and didn't like them. Uh Caleb Williams, he is that dual threat. He's got the size. I'll have to check him out a little bit. All right, I can't wait. I'm going to do it right now. Uh let's check him out under pressure. 83.1 grade dude, he's got an eighty-three. He's got an eighty-three overall grade while under pressure. Oh. All right. All right. Let's check accuracy. I know that I know we're talking about a 2024 quarterback, but just give me a minute here. All right, because I'm about to freak out. I told you there's nobody in the entire draft class that really meets the uh I mean six one two fifteen. He's not exactly perfect as far as size, but he's not five eleven. 195 either. Yeah, and in college football, he is 40th in his on target passes in 10 yards or deeper. Which again, 40th doesn't sound great, but we're not talking about NFL. 15 yard passes. Um yeah, he's drifting a little bit. 50 seconds. Accuracy might not be the biggest thing, but I'm I got my uh my eyes on this young man, Caleb Williams out of USC. Uh, but no, I uh I'm with you. Again, I, I think it's a small possibility that we end up trading Rodgers. I think that in my mind the most likely scenario he wants to be in control of his destiny. He doesn't want to be traded. I think it will be up to him and I think he will retire. In fact, I think there's a a possibility that the Packers may let him know ahead of time that they're probably not planning on if 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 they're planning on trading him, you might want to let him know that. Because you don't want him to go through this two-month process of deciding what to do and then saying, guess what, guys? I've decided we're going to do it one more year. Let's do this, Packer fans. All right, big party time. And then Gutekunst has to come out and be like, yeah. So anyways, we were kind of hoping on hoping you were going to retire there. Um, we're, we're going to trade you. And then he says, no, forget that. I'm retiring. Right? That's just an awkward thing that you don't want to have to deal with. So you would probably communicate to him ahead of time. And again, I'm just talking about the unlikelihood of us being able to trade him. You would want to communicate ahead of time, just so you know, we're not planning on moving forward with you. And so if you want to retire, I will let you be the one to make that decision. If you want to continue playing, we will work with you to find a, a suitable team. And that will increase the likelihood of him retiring, which again is, is more reason why I just don't think it's going to happen, which is also... All the more reason why maybe it should have happened this past year, but you know, whatever. We'll move on.
0: Hey Ryan, for like the fourth time this year, I can say, hope we win this week, or it'll be very dark times. Which <laughs> we're already in dark times, but losing to the Lions that'd be the icing on the cake. Yeah. Uh, bit the bullet. We bought tickets. Me and my buddy are going up to Philly to watch oh, no. us play the Eagles. So, oh, probably f- a stupid move on my part. But yikes!
1: You know, so really hope, dude. You have to deal with Philly fans, and we're gonna lose, and you're gonna have to deal with drunk Philly fans just throwing that in your face. That's gonna suck. Of all the games, Philly, jeez. And I, I know it's probably closer to where you live, but that's uh, that's well. I, I hope you have a good time. Hoping to beat
0: the Lions in decisive fashion this week. Give me a little hope that we might yeah put up a fight when we head up there. I get it. Um, but yeah, other than that. Uh, it's really annoyed with media people, which I know is a common thread on this show and whatnot, but like hearing about how people are like, people just give Rogers so much grief if he throws a fit or, or, you know, like is that mad upset after a loss? They say he throws a fit or like he's yelling at his teammates and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, Brady, that's like every loss of his career. He throws a right. fit like, Nobody could believe. Like, if your kids do that fit on the field, you'd tell them that's not how you act on a sports field and just completely lays into his teammates constantly. But, and it's, that's considered his competitive edge. But when Rodgers does it, he's prima donna. So, can we pick a lane? Uh, right. You know, why Why doesn't, I guess, just because he doesn't know all the Super Bowls? Uh, he's not, he's prima donna. Brady's competitive edge. But just annoyed by that. But hoping, uh, hoping we can get a win this week. Go back Go.
1: I think there is an element to that. I think if you tried to criticize Brady, you'd be called an idiot. So they're not allowed to do it. But with Rodgers, there's already this kind of feeling that he's not a good leader. So you can can just jab at him all day if you want. Um, But yeah, I, I uh, I did think things like, for example, his comment that if you're not playing well, you shouldn't be playing. I didn't find that controversial at all. I mean, you know, to each their own. If You know, maybe you shouldn't have said that out loud. I don't know. He said it to their face, I'm sure, so I don't know why it would matter. But um, there are weird things like that, and I, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't usually just jump immediately to it's because of bias, but like I said, that, that whole Ryan Wood thing kind of upset me because it all kind of came flooding back. Because, again, I just assume that people just draw their own conclusions, and some people have opinions I disagree with, but they're still just – valid opinions. And it annoys me to think back and be like, you know what? A lot of those opinions were never valid. It was just attempts to take digs at guys that they don't like. And that's stupid and annoying. And again, it, it, at least when Florio does it, granted he doesn't like Rodgers as a person or a Packer fan, but at least when a guy that is, is a Bear fan or Viking fan or whatever does it, it's like, okay, well, you're a biased fan of, an, of a rival. All right, fair enough. But you're a Packer fan. Yeah, well, I don't like his politics. But you're a Packer fan. Can you set that aside for a minute? It's crazy. I don't even know Rodgers' politics. Do you? It's weird. Blaine and I have talked about this, and we've said he's California Republican, which is like Wisconsin Democrat. So It's kind of like a kind of like a weird thing. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't think he's hardcore in any one camp politically. I think it seems that way because there's like one issue that he's really honed in on, but I really don't think he's hardcore in either camp at all. I mean, the guy's a freaking hippie, right? I mean, can we acknowledge that? I'm just saying. I don't know. Call in six zero eight five zero one zero seven one eight. Tell me who you think Rogers is going to vote for, because <laughs> I I honestly have no idea. I, I I do have a if I had to put money down as a Wisconsin resident, I'm not going to say it, but I I have a strong inclination of who he would vote for, vote for. And I don't think it's who most people think he would vote for. I don't know why I don't just say it because it's kind of obvious, but I'm not going to. Figure it out yourself. Six zero eight five zero one or seven one eight. All right, we got three calls from JJ. Let's let's uh, let's do this.
4: Brian, this is JJ. Hello, JJ. I'm thinking about this Lions game tomorrow. Okay. And it dawned on me that uh, daylight savings time. Or I should say the end of daily saving time, which means the Packers are all going to get an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> well,
1: that's good because they apparently really want like more time off. So more sleep is probably great for them.
4: I think basically counts as a mini bye week. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we beat the Lions. <clears throat> kind of these Packers, man. Valid point. I'm not sick of the franchise. I'm sick of. Uh, I'm just kind of sick of the uh, current 2022 team. Right. I like the 2021 team pretty well. And obviously prior to that, they were.
1: Dude.
4: Best in football. 2020.
1: So Dude, but so good.
4: I'm kind Packers of man. Oh, I know they're uber talented and all, but. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling more warm and fuzzy for a bunch of our new guys, our young guys, right? You know, uh, even some of these kind of street free agents and dudes on our practice squad. Kind of, kind of feel like I need a break from some of our vets. You know, it's definitely something you just love to death, but yep. Oh, I don't know, man. If they'd start winning, I think I'd be all over them again. But
1: let me say this: I don't think it'll take much. I think there is a uh, a good amount of just general pessimism, and that's because they haven't proven that they've they haven't they haven't earned anything but pessimism. I think you're you're not going to get everybody, but if they Just smoke the Lions. Let's say the Lions score less than 20, the Packers score more than 30. I think you're going to get a very hefty amount of Packer fans and the media and everybody else right back on the Packers hype train. Largely because of what the Packers just did, but also just because everybody else sucks. Now, you're still going to have people... Um, probably to some degree, myself included, that are, you know, going to want to pump the brakes a little bit. It's the Lions. Let's just chill out. Remember, on average, they win by 17. So you know, we kind of just met expectations. But no, I I, I think that it, it one really good win is all it's going to take for a massive portion of the fan fan base to get back on track. But we got we got to see it happen first.
4: I don't know kind of an attitude that they got that, yeah, that is tiresome to me. All right, that's all I got, but i uh, trying to give you a nice, useless voicemail you can play. are probably not going to play this until after the game.
1: No, I got it. We're good. And, and, um, got your other two also. I'm so. kind of
4: hoping that there's, like, some karma here, all okay. right, and the Packers went out and smoked them by, like, 45 points or something.
1: Did I just mess that up?
4: Just to make me look silly for complaining.
1: Yeah, I messed it up.
4: I'd be okay with that. I broke the and whole that, that, system. That is a trade-off I would take.
1: Yep, I get it. But I messed it up, but, so. Uh, I
4: don't know, man. I'm not really sure the Packers pull this one off. My, my official prediction is Packers win, but Lions cover. And it's a three-and-a-half point spread.
1: So. Yeah, right. No, that sucks.
4: Uh, wouldn't be too surprised if it takes overtime to get there.
1: That would be painful.
4: That's all. I
1: man, why did you even say that? I'm I'm gonna be really, really, really mad if it gets to overtime, and the positive fans are not gonna want to hear it from me. But just the fact that it went to overtime, I'm out. Like I'm I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not interested. Win, lose or draw, I couldn't care less. I really couldn't care less. Do not, <laughs> do not. Take this game to overtime. Jeez. I... Why... JJ, why would you even do that to me, dude? I gotta go to bed soon. You out of your mind? Overtime. I can't... I can't even imagine anything worse than that. You know? Like, if if you're gonna lose, lose the game. Dude, don't... Just the thought of... Four quarters are done and now what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to sit there and go, "Come on guys, let's do the I don't even I I don't even know what to do. Am I supposed to cheer you on? I know most people well, of course you do. I don't know, man. I I'm I'm going to be largely of the mindset that no, you deserve to lose this lose this game. You don't deserve some kind of stupid moral victory. You get nothing. And if, if you squeak this out in overtime, that's going to just annoy me because all that's going to happen is your record gets better and the positive fans and a lot of other people are going to be able to say, well, you know, this was great, this, you know, wins a win and all that stuff. But you don't deserve it. <laughs> you don't deserve this. They're a one-win team and we're just... Millimeters away from being a two win team because of us, because of the Packers. Do not, do not take this to overtime. Do not. You can lose by 40 if you want. Do not take this into overtime.
4: You know what, man? I got a problem with you.
1: Oh, jeez.
4: You're a a bootlicker. Okay. You're a godless lib, and you're a. (laughs) What? You're a Mark Murphy bootlicker. And also you're too negative and you're a hater. Yeah. And listen, I don't know how you can't see that we're gonna run the table like we did in twenty sixteen.
1: Same same situation, honestly. You're right. uh, You convinced me.
4: This is a year, man. Listen, you're such a fake fan, you're (laughs) such a phony, and you're a godless liberal. Yeah. And
1: by the way. I know this is a weird phone call. Um I uh I've had people message me and and JJ for the record a lot of this stuff. And it's just kind of like a whether it's about the Packers, politics, religion, I have been everything that you can imagine. And it's weird to me cuz it's like it's kind of kind of obvious where I stand on stuff. I would think, I don't know, maybe not, but um it's weird that I get accused of the things that I do. So, anyways.
4: Also, um you talk about politics too much <laughs> and you also don't talk about the important issues enough. I know. You know, it's I'm like sorry. all just entertainment and no social commentary. I
1: should use my my what is it called? What 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 is the phrase? I I should use my um platform for good, right? That's the thing.
4: Got a problem with you, man? <laughs> bootlicker
1: <laughs> that's Man, such a Chris funny Watson's term win. it's like it's so powerful you know it's it almost sounds like one of those things that should be bleeped out cause it's just it's got so much punch to it you bootlicker that's such a I should use that more cause it's not even a swear you can just say it as much as you want you can go to kindergarten and call the little kids bootlickers it's like what it's not a swear I can say whatever I want dude it's a free country I don't know why I'm in the school Probably get arrested, but the bottom line is it's acceptable, but it's got just some just just punch to it, you know? Just saying.
4: Defensive rookie of the year. And Quay Walker's gonna be the MVP. And also we should have traded away our right receivers and gotten TJ Hopkinson and also Brian Burns.
1: Oof. Forgot about that one. <laughs> so there there's one person in particular that um, this is almost sort of inside jokey, but uh, Mr. Negative kind of went down these paths and would call these names. The funny here, here's the really funny thing. If you want to know kind of the, the best part about this inside joke, when I cut off social media, and I said I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing Twitter, I'm not doing Facebook. I just need a break. Um Mr. Negative, who again? I got I started to appreciate the guy over time. We we in a weird way kind of became friends, I guess, whatever, but he was upset because he thought I just completely cut him off. So what did he do? He reached out to JJ. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh started sending him some of the messages he would send to me. So a lot of that just so you know, was cathartic for JJ. Because as much as that was him kind of making a statement about how these are the things that I get called and kind of backing me up, at the end of the the, day, these are also things that he's dealing with. So he's getting it off his chest as well. Um, Probably everybody. I I know Clayton's kind of going through a rough patch right now. Uh, Clayton is trying to hold it down as, as a positive Packer fan, and it's not easy being a positive Packer fan right now. It's tough, dude. I'm telling you. It's, uh, I mean, I've, I've gotten some negative feedback. I mean, it's just part of the deal, man. If you go on uh, iTunes, you see some stuff. It, it's actually surprisingly positive how much there is. If you look at Bukowski's uh, iTunes, it's pretty brutal. I feel bad for the guy, to be honest. I legitimately do. Um, every, like, four out of every five of his reviews are are uh, pretty pretty nasty. But no, I mean, it's just it's part of the deal. You got to deal with people calling you out, calling you names or whatever. But when the team is really, really having a hard time, you got to put up with some stuff. So uh, pray for us. Keep thinking about us. <laughs> Hang in there. Tolerate us. Because once in a while, uh, we go on semi-tirades, uh, and sometimes it feels like you're not listening to a podcast as much as us kind of screaming into our pillow. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back around to the podcasty stuff. All right, one more call from JJ, and then I'm going to bed.
4: Hey, you wanna come back to my place
1: and party, party, party? <laughs> JJ, JJ is drunk. Um, you know what that made me think of? You hoser.
4: Yeah, what's gonna happen if this plan don't work, eh? The old man will boot us out of the house we'll and left no place to sleep. Yeah, I could live in this van. Hey? I don't even ah, if you need money to live, or you'll starve. This plan sucks. I ain't going in. tour, I'll tell you, old man, you gave away his beer money. Okay, okay, you boss me around. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, George. How are
1: you, To this day, I say that. Okay, okay, you boss me around.
7: Give me 12 fresh Yukon gold. 12 Yukon gold. That horse ran like a bun there, Yeah. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Okay, take it easy. Well, Elsinore. T- t- 12...
0: 24. Oh, yeah, sorry. 24 Elsinore beers. 24. Yeah. 24 Elsinore. 1470. I believe there'll be no charge on this, too, for a a beer, thank you. Excuse me. Okay.
4: We found this mouse in a bottle of Elsinore beer that we bought at your beer store, eh? And we heard, like, when that happens that uh, you get your beer free. It's in the Canadian criminal code, eh? Like, there's legal precedent-setting cases in law. So, like, uh, give us our free beer.
1: If you're wondering what that was, I was uh, recording a phone call with uh, Goose. Ha! No, that's Strange Brew, man. You got to watch it if you haven't seen it. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. Do not listen to this podcast one more time unless you've listened to Strange Brew. I want a full report in the morning. Have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>